you're listening to another episode of Barbacoa Big Red Basketball. Per usual, I'm John, and I got Will here with me. Will, what are you excited the most about for this episode? I'm excited the most about our new format for the podcast. We're going to hit you with a rundown of news in seven minutes or less, like the Mike D'Antoni Suns. Then we're going to spit some game at you about two big topics. We got a special twist this week, though. <laughs> what is it, Johnny? Is it gross? It's gross, isn't it? Yeah, you're going to make me play that stupid, shitty jelly bean game. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. We're going to do the Bean Boozle Challenge as we record. If you're not familiar, it's uh, Jelly Belly. Kind of probably inspired by, like, Birdie Bot's Every Flavor Beans from Harry Potter. They have jelly beans that are two possible options, like... Is it caramel corn or is it moldy cheese? Is it strawberry banana smoothie or is it dead fish? Sounds so fucking disgusting. Is it buttered pecan or is it rotten egg? God, that's so nasty. Okay, so a little bit of the rules here of how we're going to do this. At the beginning of the podcast, we're each going to do one. After that, we're going to get three opportunities where we can decide to make the other person spin for a jelly bean. <laughs> There's a spin board. It tells you which one you have to put in your mouth. And it gives you the two options that it could be. It's going to be funny. We were going to video record some of this, but then we have full-time jobs. <laughs> so that didn't yeah. materialize. Yeah, okay, so when do you want to do the first one? Uh, I want to do the first one right meow, John, before okay. we get into the news. All right, let's get this over with. Uh, you want to spin first? You want me to? Okay, let me, let me see. We have our spit bags handy. All right, so I just spin the thingy. And then you pick your bean. Right, you gotta strawberry. choose between strawberry or dead fish. I believe it's is it the this bad boy, this orangey hued one. <laughs> orangey one. Okay. All right. Let's see here. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. It was strawberry. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> it's one to zero for John in terms of getting the right one. Oh, no. Okay. Let's see. I got peach or barf. Which one is that one? Which is like. This one, I guess. Right? Yeah. I'm not going to put the whole jelly bean in my mouth like you did, you fucking savage. You need... To, you have to go all in. Peach. Yeah, you got the good one. <laughs> okay, so we, made, so we made it out of round one. And we're done! <laughs> okay. Alright then. Okay, let me put the timer on. Get this seven minutes ready. Let's see here, just a second. Timer. Seven minutes. Okay. Alright, first bit of news. Steph Curry, out at least two weeks with a right ankle sprain. Um, I forgot which game he injured himself in. I think it was the Pelicans game on Monday. I, I can't so. remember. But, um, I mean, I don't really know what to say about that. I looked up their schedule. It's really easy. They're probably going to be undefeated during this stretch. So Yeah, they're already 2-0, and Kevin Durant's averaging like 36-11-8. So I think they'll be fine. Yeah, for as important as Steph Curry is, he's probably been the best warrior so far this year. But he's he's just, uh, I mean, and obviously they're going to miss him to a certain degree. But they they can clearly survive. They're in no way in trouble for these next couple weeks. So, whatever. Yeah, I think uh, Curry is probably... Been the best warrior so far, but I think he's the least important one in terms of injuries for the regular season. They can replace what he does easily. Yeah. They can't replace Draymond or Kevin Durant's defense. Yeah. And so I think that he's the best possible one to get injured. Other than Clay. 
<laughs> we don't want Clay to get injured because Clay's hilarious. Yeah, he is. Okay, next up, Devin Booker out two to three weeks with a left adductor strain. I didn't even know about this because he plays for the Suns. <laughs> yeah, it looked really bad when it first happened because he had to be like carried off the floor. That's because he's soft. <laughs> but I mean, he might be. I don't know. But um, I mean, congrats to the Suns for making it easier <laughs> to tank. Yeah, this is a good thing. When your players get injured and you're a bad team, it's good. Just make uh, it four weeks. Who cares? Stop winning <laughs> Chicago Bulls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I really, I hope they do well. I hope they actually play well in this stretch because, again, like I bring up all the time with tanking, I don't want Luka Doncic on the Suns. I love, <laughs> yeah. I love Luka too much to put him in Phoenix. <laughs> and he's going to be like Dragon Bender and everyone's going to be like, is he good? We have no idea. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, Derek Rose. Back with the Cavs after his two-week retirement. and oh, John, what do you know? $80 million is a strong <laughs> motivator to quit pissing and moaning and go back to the Cavs and rehab. Yeah, yeah. He just wanted people to write stories about him because he is a pathetic asshole. Yeah, and, and come back and start his rehab. So during that two weeks, he was just chilling, not really doing any rehabilitation. So now he's starting rehab, and he's openly acknowledged that he has a bone spur that if not fully treated by rehab he may need surgery again so i mean donald trump over here pretending he has bone spurs all of a sudden yeah okay so nerland's noel injured his thumb eating a hot dog at halftime of the mavs game no no, that's not how it happened i'm conflating two stories about nerland's noel the first one is epic if you've been listening you know that nerland's noel is uh hated by the mavs management and coach for not accepting a, a contract extension so they've been punishing him by not playing him. Fed up with that in a game last week, he decided to go get a hot dog for media availability <laughs> at halftime. Shortly after that, he got injured. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dallas is clearly screwing him. There's no reason why he should be averaging 12 and a half minutes a game. Just averaging 4 and 4. <laughs> I mean, the right thing to do is to, to, is to trade him by the deadline. But he needs he really needs to come back and like show any semblance of like solid NBA rotation center, which, I mean, everybody kind of thinks that he is, but he still needs to show some flashes before a, I, I think a team would actually make a trade for him. So, yeah, I mean, I hope that happens. That may not even be up to him because Dallas is run by a bunch of fucking assholes who want to ruin his career, so. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, Kawhi, possibly going to be back Tuesday at Dallas, speaking of which. Uh, reportedly, they've been... Uh, Apparently, he's been good enough to play since um, Monday when they played against Detroit. They were going back and forth about whether or not they should play him since Detroit. So, they basically gave him another week off just for the hell of it. And so, yeah, all things considered, it looks like this Kawhi investigation is pretty much over. Yeah, which is good. Um, I'm excited. John and I have tickets to the Rockets-Spurs game on Friday. That was going to be really shitty if Kawhi didn't get to play, <laughs> considering how much we paid for them. Um <laughs> One thing about the Rockets that's not on our list, uh, they came back from 14 down in Portland last night. 10-0 and since Chris Ball came back. I want to tell you guys the dumbest stat that I've ever seen. Last night, Kevin Pelton tweeted that during the last six minutes of the game, the Rockets' offensive rating was 228.6. That's a lot. <laughs> Which is 100 points more than the league-leading score. Yeah, so needless to say... 
Portland may have some issues down the stretch, and the Rockets may be really good. So, did you see the the video of Noah Vonley falling down? Yeah, I, I know. What the fuck is that? Portland putting Noah Vonley on Harden? Why? I don't know. And his ankle was injured. Why would you do that? That's the dumbest fucking thing. Like he did it four possessions in a row. Like I don't even know. I mean, granted, I haven't seen Portland this year, but I still don't even know if Noah Vonley is like a good NBA player. And oh. You're gonna put him on Harden to toward the end of the game? Like, come Did on. You see that tweet about hoping that Noah Vonley doesn't have kids because the kids don't deserve <laughs> to see their dad get done like that. <laughs> yeah, I did see that, but I mean, poor, poor, poor Noah. Our last uh, hit of news is Leangelo and Lamelo Ball. Signed with Lonzo's agent, and Lavar's trying to find an overseas team that will play them both at the same time. That's dumb. I don't think that's a good idea. John, what do you think about the old, the middle brother getting removed from college and the younger brother quitting high school? Um, I mean, theoretically, I can see it working, but like this is this is a lot to ask for. I feel like the big baller brand reputation has kind of. I mean, I, in some ways, I could see how it's lived up to its standard so far, but to get a, a international team to sign them and play them to... Like, th- those are his stipulations, that they they will only sign together on the same team that will agree to play them both at the same time. Like, 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 like does he want, like, lineup assurances? And, like, not only that, but, like, international teams, like, don't see young prospects as, like we need to get them ready for the NBA. They they <laughs> operate outside of the NBA. Those teams want to win titles. So yeah, if they you're make a, money. They're money-making enterprises. They care about competition. Yeah, so if you're a young player and you're not that good, they're not going to throw you out there for experience. They're going to bench you because you're not good. And no offense, but I think all the indications are is that Leangelo is not that good. Leangelo, yeah, he's he's not at all an NBA player. People think that he should try the D League. Lamelo might be an NBA player though, so but he's we'll 16 see. Sixteen years old, so yeah. Okay, seven and... minutes. We get it. We did it. Yeah, that was right on cue. That was pretty All good. All right, John, do a bean. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Let me see. What did I get this time? What is that blue one? Buttered popcorn or rotten egg is what you got. These pale white ones. Uh, yeah, those are the ones. Okay. <sighs> I think this is a good one. <laughs> Either that or rotten egg tastes good. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, you go to. Oh, man. I don't want to. <laughs> All right, I got the blue one, which is berry, mint, or toothpaste. It's so not this, even bad. This one should be fine. <laughs> toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, I would eat a back of those. <laughs> yeah, toothpaste isn't even that bad of a taste. <laughs> that Is like that toothpaste or berry? No, it might be berry mint. I don't know. That that dinosaur one that they give kids. I would just eat that shit when I was yeah, a man, kid. If it was berry mint flavored toothpaste, I'd be into that. <laughs> <laughs> even though it was completely bad for me, I would just eat the toothpaste because it tasted good. So <laughs> you ever read the book Light in August by William Faulkner? I did not. There's a the main character who's a bad guy. He's like a murderer named Christmas Lloyd Christmas maybe. No, not Lloyd Christmas. That's the guy from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> his name is something Christmas. I can't remember what his first name is. But anyway, he, there's like this weird scene where he's watching these people have sex when he's a kid and he's just like eating like tubes of toothpaste. <laughs> That's really funny. I wish I could remember additional context about that for all of you listeners at home. But I can't. This is a basketball podcast. <laughs> not Will conflating characters from Dumb and Dumber and <laughs> literary masterpieces. So, 
Okay, so um, so the three bits, so the three dives that we're gonna take today: one, the Julio Okafor trade; two, what the Clippers should do with DeAndre Jordan; and three, do like a little assessment of the Bucks. So first up, <coughs> Julio Okafor finally got his wish, traded out of Philly. He's gonna restart his career in Brooklyn. The full trade was Julio Okafor along with Nick Stauskas and a 2019 second rounder owned from originally from the Knicks for Trevor Booker. What did you think first whenever you saw the trade? I was really confused from a Sixers perspective. <laughs> Why? Do they really, really want to get the sixth seed? Or <laughs> they do. Technically, if, this is a win now move. I mean, it's as win now as possible. Trevor Booker, he's good. Is Fine. He's fine. He averages ten and six. <laughs> yeah, he averages ten and six on the Nets, which I don't think are good stats. Those are fine stats. He has to play like 28, 29 minutes a game to get that. Let me see. I think I have it here. Uh, twenty-two. Ooh, okay. Okay. Trevor, you're playing a little less than I thought you were. <laughs> Trevor Booker is like he's the dude you sign on your fantasy team when you need like twenty-five points at night. <laughs> twenty-five yeah. fantasy points. Yeah. And so he's. He's going to help them some because he's going to be a rotation player and they weren't playing Oak for. They definitely aren't playing Stab. <laughs> they are playing Sauce Castillo a bit. Yeah, I mean, I could. Or, well, oh no, you're talking about Philly. Right, yeah. Yeah, Stouse could say shit to Philly. So he was I mean, the... he's going to play on Brooklyn. Yeah, he was. <laughs> basically... Everyone plays on Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, he was in the same boat as Oak for. Um, I mean, from the Nets' perspective, I mean, I thought this was a really good trade. Yeah, I mean, it's great for the Nets. I mean, they need bodies that yeah. can play. They need bodies. Trevor Booker, like, obviously wasn't a long-term piece for them. No, he's, get... like, he's in, like, 30 years old. Uh, he's been around for a while, like, six years or so. Um, but, I mean, and then they get, I mean, Okafor and Stauskas are becoming free agents, so they get, like, a, so they get to try, so they basically get, like, a 50-game tryout. They get to sprinkle some of the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> See if it's worth it. Yeah, so, um, and I mean, Jale- I mean, Jaleel Okafor, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I mean, like we've mentioned before, I, I still do not want to write him off yet. I think he immediately becomes a starting center. They've been starting Tyler Zeller, and... Sorry, Zeller brother. Another Zeller brother falls. <laughs> and the other big men that they've been playing were... Your watch has ended. <laughs> were Booker and their rookie Jared Allen and Quincy Acey. NBA. Jared Allen, the former Minnesota Vikings defensive <laughs> a rookie basketball player. Yeah, surprisingly, he's made the transition fairly well. But, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, due to the lack of picks still from the Boston trade, the Nets just need to collect talent in one way or another, just like they did with Alan Crabb and D'Angelo Russell. And this is this is fine, honestly. The, the Nets are way better than everyone thought with Jeremy Lin injured and D'Angelo Russell missing time. They've already won 10 games. Yeah, yeah, they're not, they're not, they're not bad. They could... I don't want to say that they could hang around for the eighth seed, but they could hang around in like no. the ninth. They could hang around in the ninth or tenth spot, and if things go really badly for the teams at the bottom of the playoff picture, which they did last year, yeah, they could be in there with a chance at least for a while. Yeah, I mean, they're what ten and fourteen right now. Uh, they just they? beat the Oklahoma City Thunder in Mexico without D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> they did do that, which is one of the funniest things ever. Quick tangent, the Thunder came back last night and beat the Grizzlies in overtime by one, and then Russell Westbrook shit-talked Tyreek Evans. That's where the Thunder season is at right now. <laughs> Bro, he was asking for it. I think they're 10 and 15. 10 and 15, okay. 
Yeah, but so they're uh, winning forty percent of their games. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it's I mean from the I mean again from Brooklyn's perspective, I mean it's, it's probably it's, they don't have their pick, right? Uh, no, no they, their pick is the big pick that everybody wants. Yeah, yeah, they don't have their pick. I mean, so they're this, ruining the fucking value of that pick. <laughs> if I, they I, win forty percent of their games this season. That pick is worthless. Yeah, it's like, like a thirteen. I mean, at this point, why not? I mean, <laughs> like, there, being bad serves no purpose for you, so you might as well just give players tryouts and figure out who's good until you control your own destiny again. I can't wait for our new Lord and Savior, Nick Sauskasio Sauskas, to destroy the world in Brooklyn. He's finally going to get his chance, man. He's going to be like Jimmer in China. He <laughs> he really needs to make the most. I I don't think he. I, I think he's, he's out. Not getting another chance. Yeah. yeah, I think he's out of the league if he doesn't play well in this stretch. I mean, stretch. I think he'll be in the G League. Or somewhere overseas. I guess, but I think like this writes him off completely as a prospect if he can't make this work. I think that he will instantly garner offers in China or Europe, though. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not that bad, but at this point, it's hard to make the argument that he's NBA material. And, yeah, and then he's with done, like literally nothing. In yeah, and then with Okafor, I mean, he can still score. He's still bad on defense. I would, I would, I would still like. I, I wouldn't completely write him off because of the defense. I think I think maybe that's something that can be figured out with better coaching with Atkinson in Brooklyn or like I, I don't know. Maybe I I mean I, I think Brett Brown is a good coach in Philly, but it feels like he's just been written off ever since Simmons and Embiid showed up. So yeah, he was like the the afterthought after that. Yeah, he's not. He was he's a stopgap guy. Yeah, and I mean I think at this point. Um, the other guy that this kind of reminds me of that worked out really well, but I mean, we always we knew that he was a good player before, but he just got better. Was Yusuf Nurkic because it felt like okay when he went to the Trailblazers. Yeah, because he's like given second life. Some guys literally just need to move on from a place. Yeah, because he had some trouble there. He, he just he, somebody. he just couldn't fit in with Jokic, so they had to move him, and yeah. now he's really really good in Portland. So I mean, hopefully it works out the same way for him. And uh, I I don't think that anybody ever talks about this. Because everyone loves Joel Embiid. But I'm going to get a little bit negative about Joel Embiid, who everyone <laughs> knows that I love. If you've listened to the podcast ever, you know that I love him. It's really funny when he shit-talks everyone, right? And he does all this stuff in public to the other team and to people on Twitter. I guarantee you he does some of that to his teammates and to other people on the team. And it wouldn't surprise me if Jaleel Okafor was the target of some of that in practice because he's the guy that would be ostensibly competing against Joel Embiid right they'd be the guys playing against each other in practice yeah so I bet Joel Embiid has not been making life for Jaleel Okafor particularly fun he had some quote that he told Okafor that that he wishes him the best and he really hopes that his career takes off in Brooklyn but that he's still gonna whoop his ass when they play each other (laughs) Which supports the argument that he is both the best and the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, and I mean, from the Philly perspective, I mean, I, I mean, even though giving grades is kind of cliche, I still give the Nets an A for this trade because it's, yeah. it's just why not? Why not take flyers on guys who can turn out well? Pick and what was Celsius the number nine? He was something like that. Kevin Pritchard would be dialing up that press release talking about first round picks. <laughs> yeah, and then they got that New York second rounder, which may be good. And then, yeah, because the Knicks have been terrible lately. Porzingis is still injured, right? Uh, I don't know. I they can't lost remember. again last night to someone shitty. I don't remember who it was, but they lost by one. I think it was Chicago. Whoa! 
But uh, <laughs> the Sixers. Miritic back. Did you see he tweeted two and zero in a picture of himself? Yeah, I know. <laughs> F- fucking, I, I'm playing Tyler in fantasy, and he has fucking Miritic. <laughs> so oh, I'm like, God. okay, so I might lose because of Miritic. <laughs> has he even played well in his two games? Uh, he well, the first game he only had 14 fantasy points, and the second game he had 34. Oh, okay. So, so no, he hasn't played. But, um, I mean, and from the Sixers' perspective, I gave them a C-plus because it was less about the trade itself and more that I think that they just, they should have just settled for whatever was the best offer last year. I feel like Yeah, they would have got way better. Way more, anyway. Yeah, I mean, just sticking it out, just like, they, like, naively assumed that his value was way more than it, what, than what it really was, and... I mean, Trevor Booker is, is good. I mean, they, they they may, like, still be happy with how it turns out, but... John, you I, keep using that word, and I don't think you know what it means. Because you keep saying that Trevor Booker is good. <laughs> I mean, they're going to use him as a backup to, like... he's just, They're going to use him as a backup to Embiid and Simmons. He's going to share minutes with Rashawn Holmes and Amir Johnson, I think. Okay, so he's better than those guys. Like, I look at Trevor Booker as, like, a really, really sturdy set of duct tape okay when joel and bead can't play in a back-to-back or he's on a minutes restriction you can put trevor book there booker in there and he'll be fine he'll hold your table together yeah <laughs> but with Embiid in there you're winning design awards for how cra- well crafted <laughs> your table is <laughs> trevor booker is gonna be okay yeah i think that's all what they're expecting out of him i think they should be happy with that as long as their expectations are very low like that then i think it's fine i think it's a fine move yeah yeah all right. Do you have anything Let's else do a bean. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. You want to go first? Yeah, sure. Let me see. Oh, God. He spun it. Oh, he's a... got the caramel corn or moldy cheese one. Yeah, oh, God. Which one is I think one it's of that these one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Please be moldy cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes! We got a gross one. <laughs> the look on John's face was really gross. God, that's fucking nasty. I'm getting my back ready. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, you go. Guys, just so you know, I Instagrammed a picture of the outside of the box, but there's like 100 jelly beans in here. Yeah, I know. We have enough to keep us up to like the whole December slate of podcasts. All right. Oh, I got the blue toothpaste one again. Do you want me to respin? Yeah, respin. Oh, that was a good spin. I hope you guys could hear it. I got the toothpaste. <laughs> Ow. Okay, I got coconut or spoiled milk. Oh, God shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, this white one. It's a white one. It's very ominous looking. <laughs> it's either going to be a very pleasant flavor, coconut or spoiled milk. <laughs> he didn't even have time to make a facial expression. He immediately plunged into his trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> that legitimately tastes like spoiled milk. Oh my god! Oh. Gotta have some tangerine liqueur. <laughs> That's funny. Oh uh, my god! Okay, so we're both one for one now. <laughs> we're both two and one so far. Oh, two and one. Yeah, we've right. won twice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, the, whether, you that the toothpaste or very. You, you might as well count the toothpaste as a win. I'm thinking it's, it's a win though. There's the fewest amount of those. The toothpaste ones. Yeah. The spoiled milk one. If it's in your mouth for longer than a second, I'll be <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, can we make a new rule? Podcast. Okay. You get to vote, podcast listeners. You don't really, because you're not going to hear this until after it's over. Should we have to chew up the next one completely? No. 
That's fucking disgusting. All right, we're moving on now to something else that's disgusting. DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan around the rim. <laughs> His next contract, that's what's going to be disgusting. <laughs> I don't want to pay it. Yeah, okay, so, I mean, with the demise of the Clippers this year, we've been, <laughs> I mean, we've been hinting at it for a little bit throughout the podcast episode, so we just thought we might as well plunge into what should the Clippers do with DeAndre Jordan? Because... He's making tw- he's making twenty two point six million this year. He has a twenty four million player option, but he's going to opt out of that. And if the Clippers give him the max, he could be making I think thirty five next year. Ooh, yeah, he's, he's qualifies for the big boy max. Yeah, yeah, and so that would make sense if they still had Chris Paul and Blake Griffin was doing well and the team was still on pace to be a contender like they had been in years past. But yeah, I mean he's gone. Blake Griffin's injured. Yeah. R.I.P. Blake Griffin. And he's on a max, too, so their cap is really strained. If they sign DeAndre to a max, they're, they're going to have their cap strained between two bigs, one who can barely play, like, three-quarters of a season. Yeah. Blake Griffin's contract is five years, $173 million. Yeah. And he's out for two months just because he keeps getting unlucky, and he wants people to think that... Because oh, of Austin he, Rivers, you mean? <laughs> yeah, he, keeps, he, he wants people to not look at him like as a guy who's constantly injured. But when you've gotten unluckily injured, like, literally five years in your career of, like, eight years. It's, yeah. Mm, you know, when you get injured 63% of your seasons. Yeah. It's that really could... difficult to say that you're not a very injury-prone guy. Like, Austin Rivers fell into him, and he's out for two months. Yeah. They couldn't even get one last playoff run with Chris Paul because he was out for the series because of, like, a, a toe, toe surgery, I think, Yeah, or and the year before that, they couldn't do it because he broke someone's face. <laughs> oh yeah that's right too okay so i mean with deandre let me pull up his stats um he's having a down year but any team that loses chris ball and your center relies on lobs and easy feeds yeah and inside outside action is gonna struggle when you lose chris ball and to a to a to a, a, a good degree to jj reddick they also miss him they don't have anywhere near of a shooter like jj reddick on their team anymore yeah, so he's averaging 10.5 points, leading the league in rebounds at 14. Or no, no, Andre Drummond is, but he's up there. He adver- He's averaging 14. What is the, uh, then, how many points is the drop-off from last year? It was two. Last year he was averaging 12.7. And then, uh, 12.7 again. <laughs> wow, okay. I thought it was like four or five points. Yeah, and then, um, <laughs> I mean, he he has a solid uptick in free throw shooting, but still really bad at 58%. He's shooting, uh, his field goal percentage is 67%, which is actually down from years past. But, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, he's extremely athletic. He can catch any lob you throw at him, but he can't create for himself. He can't handle the ball. He can't pass. He can't shoot. At all, any of these things. He's not like Omer Ashik trying to catch the ball, but he's bad. Yeah, so... Does he even get a max? Like, is there any team that... What, do you expect a team to offer him a full max? I don't expect him to get the full years on a max. We'll put it that way. I think that he could get, like, a Paul Millsap max. Okay. Or, like, Kyle Lowry max, where he gets, like, three years, 90 million or something. Yeah. Because guys like this have a shelf life. He's in... It's like college football recruiting. He's, like, got the athlete tag next to his name. He's not a quarterback. He's not a running back. He's not a wide receiver. He's an athlete. Yeah. He's a center athlete. And just... That loses a ton of value the older a guy gets. 
Unless you can have like a little mini Charlotte Hornets renaissance like your Dwight Howard. Oh yeah. <laughs> Unlike guys like Dwight Howard though. Like DeAndre, is he like a is he really seven feet tall? I think he is. Okay. So he's not a fake seven footer like Dwight who's like actually like six eight. <laughs> no, but I mean, I don't know. I just And not only that, like the the Clippers have to this isn't a question to face in the summer. This is a question that they're facing now. Like yeah. if they if they are expecting that they'll lose him or they're not fully committing to him for the long term, then just trade him already. Trade him by the deadline. They got to come up with something. They ha- they have to make their decision by February. I would be shocked if they don't trade him. It would be honestly shocking. But like who 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 takes him? I mean, you want to get into that already? Um was there anything else you want to say about a season so far? Um, just that it's really unlucky for the Clippers what's happened, but like we talked about the other week, you can blame Doc Rivers for a lot of this stuff, for a lot of the situation they're in. Yeah. And I think that after he trades DeAndre, or after DeAndre's traded, that Steve Ballmer should just probably just go ahead and fire Doc Rivers. I think before that, Doc Rivers is going to jump ship. <laughs> yeah, well... We saw him bail on Boston as soon as they got bad. Yeah, I think that we'll see Doc Rivers on TV by the trade deadline, one way or another. <laughs> yeah, I just... <coughs> he's not really a coach that I trust anymore. And then and... I'll have him on mute on whatever channel he's <laughs> on the TV on. Because he's got the most asinine ex-coaching opinions this side of Kevin McHale. <laughs> yeah, like, I just... I don't know. I just don't see... He, he, I, I just—it's hard for me to believe that he's like a good. I don't think, I, I'm, I'm not ready to call him a bad coach, but I think at this point he's just average to me. He's like in the same group as like Thibodeau, who's just like slowly falling off. They're like losing. Yeah, I was so wrong about that. Like I'm by not. The way. <laughs> what are you talking about? About Thibodeau, thinking that Thibodeau was a better coach than he is. I mean, I mean, I if I had to pick one, I'd pick Tibbs, but, like... You know, I think that it's, uh, like, this is a tangent, obviously, but we're doing a deep dive episode, so I think it's fine to have a tangent. Yeah. I think one of the things that me and lots of other people overrate about Thibodeau is we overrate the impact that Joe Kim Noah had on those teams as, like, a coach on the floor kind of thing. Yeah. I think that Chicago's, like, attitude and unwillingness to quit had a lot more to do with Joe Kim Noah and Taj Gibson and Jimmy Butler, and those guys who are actually out there on the court, and less to do with Thibodeau, incessantly barking things at them. I think that... I think Tib, I think Tibbs had a really big role in that, but another thing, too, was like the, the like you just mentioned, the roster construction. There were guys who were embracing defense, and like when Thibodeau took over the Wolves, they they were a young team that didn't know how to play defense. Yeah. And, like, I don't, I don't think that... Um, how do I put this? I, I don't think... I Theoretically, it sounds like a good idea to bring in guys like Jimmy Butler and Taj Gibson to try to get more of an effort out of them. But I think it says something when you can't do it on your own. Yeah, that and the Bulls teams had an unfair advantage because they had a defensive anchor in the middle. And yeah, like, yeah. If Carl Anthony Towns gets ten times better at defense, he's not going to be the defender that Joe Kim Noah was. Yeah, Joe Kim Noah, <laughs> for as much as he's fallen off and is like a joke now, he <laughs> he was one of the best bigs in the league, one of the best passing bigs, one of the best defensive bigs for a while. Like he, yeah, didn't he finish second in defensive player of the year once or twice? 
Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he did. There were some people who thought that, I mean, not win MVP, but they thought he should be at least, like, an honorable mention as, like, league MVP in some years. Yeah, when, when, one of the years whenever Rose got injured, a lot of people were saying that, because he was averaging, like, five or six assists a game, and he was scoring and passing and doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, he really picked up the slack whenever things weren't going well for them. And it seems like Minnesota doesn't have any guys that pick up the slack right now. No, I mean... <clears throat> I mean, Jimmy Butler's been really good. Taj Gibson's been good, but like, they strike me as guys who, who, who get their own. Yeah, and And so why are we having an extended discussion about the Wolves? Well, funny you ask that, because the Wolves are one of the proposed trade partners for the Clippers. Yeah. So what what could the what could the Wolves give up to get DeAndre Jordan, and why would he help them? What do you think? That. I tried coming up with a good trade for both teams, but I I couldn't. Like I don't I, think that the Wolves have anything outside of the guys that they absolutely don't want to trade. Yeah, unless like, you're trading Andrew Wiggins. I thought, that, <laughs> yeah, that was exactly what I was trying to come up with. I think that in order for to make a Jordan trade successful, you have to include Wiggins and like Wiggins. Wiggins has a really, um, I mean, because he signed his extension, but is still for this year on the rookie scale. He he can't be traded for his uh, rookie-scale deal. He has to be traded for what he's going to make next summer. Yeah, so the salaries match. No, the salaries don't match because um, since both teams are over the cap, they have to make a trade where the salaries are just nearly equal. Oh, is uh, Wiggins making 27? Something like that. So they have to add in an extra $5 million. Basically, what they need, if they're going to trade Wiggins, they basically need to find a team who's like 20 plus million in free cash space to make up for the difference between his rookie max and his, and, and, uh, no, his, his rookie deal and his max that he's going to get. Oh, that's weird. So it's, it's like really odd construction that basically makes it impossible to trade him to the Clippers at this point. Also, like, you lose that trade if you trade Andrew Wiggins for DeAndre Jordan. You're going to pay DeAndre Jordan 180 million. Over five years, I mean that part you definitely lose. But I, I, I kind of think that he would that the fit would be better without Wiggins around. So it would be Teague, Butler, who plays three. Shit, I don't know. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad, maybe. <laughs> who uh, I don't remember which podcast it was, but I listened to a podcast the other week. It said Shabazz Muhammad had like one of the worst on-off scores in the league. Like he's borderline, borderline one of the worst players in the league according to on-offs. One of the things that, um, in the in the trade that I tried to put together for a Wiggins to the Clippers trade, I also included Lou Williams in the trade. So I think you would start Teague, Lou Williams, Jimmy Butler, Carl Anthony Towns, and DeAndre Jordan. Well, I mean, you're not losing anything defensively from switching to Williams, or Wiggins to Williams, because they're both terrible. Yeah, and I think, uh, man, I can't remember who brought this up. I think, I want to say Zach Lowe, but I can't remember. But they think that, like, just by getting rid of Wiggins, like it would just clear up questions as far as like who gets a certain number of possessions. Like I think that like you have two guys and Butler and Towns who should be getting the majority of possessions, and then you have DeAndre who would be cleaning up and getting lobs, and then the rest of the guys would just fall into place. Yeah, I just would worry that you're turning Carl Anthony Towns into like Kevin Love if you move him that far away from the rim. And he can't. He he's even worse than Love on defense. Like he's worse than Love. He's worse than than uh, Ryan Anderson. He's worse than those guys on defense right now. 
And that's chasing around sinners. Yeah. Imagine him chasing around power forwards. He's going to make Ryan Anderson look like fucking Draymond Green. <laughs> yeah, I just... Yeah, there's no easy fix for Minnesota. Like, in... Let's say the, the Wolves are playing the Warriors, okay? Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns has got to guard Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that'll be bad. That... <laughs> Even though it is pretty unfair. He's going to look like Noah Bonley. <laughs> he... Yeah, that's a but very maybe apt, worse. That's a very apt analogy. Like, because Jeff Teague's got to guard Curry, I guess, or you're going to slot him on. Uh, but I mean, I mean, Thompson? this this team is clearly not built for a championship. I, I, I don't think it's not worth having that discussion. <laughs> but uh, what what other teams did you think could make a a trade? Did you, were you, you want to save the Bucks for when we talk about the Bucks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll save the were, Bucks you, were you able to come up with any other successful scenarios? Um. I didn't really try to come up with some traits now. Okay, so now we were going to do that. I'll throw out one. Um, DeAndre Jordan to the Wizards for Kelly Oubre, Marcin Gortat, and Jason Smith. Who says no? Uh, the Wizards. Why? Because they really like Kelly Oubre. He's a really good defender. And they have, like, absolute dog shit for depth. <laughs> that they do. Um, they, gotta, they have to get something other than <gasps> just DeAndre Jordan in that deal to do it. In my opinion. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I just... Some other kind of a player. They need just a... They're the time... They're, they're not clearly, like, in position to go for the title, but I feel like they would. there would just be much more... There would just be a much better mood around the team if they had a clear third... Or no, they, well, they have the clear third guy in... Uh, Auto Porter. Auto Porter. But just, like, a, a, clear, a clear big that they can rely on. Do you know what place they've slipped to? Uh, like seventh or something. Seventh, and Philly slipped to eighth now. Philly's had a rough couple games. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't with, know. With Wall out, the uh, yeah, the Wizards. Yeah, they lost five, to, and five in their last ten. Yeah, they lost. Uh, I can't remember what, but they lost a game at the buzzer yesterday because Beal made the shot, but it was after the buzzer. Yeah, um, we haven't really talked much about standings update. I just I'm just looking through it right now. Detroit's lost five in a row since being fourteen and six. Oh. They're down to sixth. Yeah. Okay. Andre Drummond's probably back on the block, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, what about to the Raptors for Valanchunas and CJ Miles? Um, I think that the Raptors say yes, but I think if you're the Clippers, what is your strategy there? Like, <laughs> you get... Maintain relevance? You Do you maintain relevance if your starting lineup has Blake Griffin and Jonas Valanchunas in it? I don't know. I think if the those good thing play at the same time. <laughs> I think the good thing about it is that I mean Valanciunas like I don't think that he's made significant progress with his jumpers, so he can be the guy to still <laughs> to still play in the paint. He's not going to be catching lobs, but he'll have a um, post game. I'm cackling right now. The progress. The good thing is that Jolin, Jonas Valanciunas has not done the thing that he's been working on for like four years. I mean, he has a good post game. So yeah, I, he, I, he is. He's like old school though. He's like Vucevic, and like there's just like. They're anachronistic. Like, he doesn't make sense right now in the NBA. I mean, he's still, in the long run, if you're, like, trying to put together a title contender, you probably would pass on him. But for a team like the Clippers, who, based off of last summer, they yeah. they just want to do anything to not be horrible. Um, how much money is he making? Um. And for how long? He's on, a, he's on an old max, but I think for, like, a maybe a couple more years. And then C.J. Miles, who just gives him, like, some wing depth. Yeah, C.J. Miles is fine. A lot of teams in the league would like C.J. Miles to be a throw-in on a trade. 
Yeah, let me see. What's his contract? Um, let me see. He he's making fifteen and a half this year, sixteen and a half next year, and then he has a player option, which he'd be taking. <clears throat> which would be for seventeen and a half if he took it. So he's got two more years after this year. I don't know if if you're the Clippers, I think that that might <gasps> it might be the best that you get offered. I mean, if you want like an actual player back. I mean, DeAndre Jordan is better, but. Like, I think I, I, I would be happy with Valanciunas making half of what he, DeAndre is going to make. He plays the <gasps> one. He's not particularly injury prone. Um, if you want to like compete for seven to ten in the West, you can pair him and Blake Griffin together. You're not getting any better than that, though. That's pretty much guys. where they're stuck at it, unless they blow it up. Yeah. So I mean, your choices here are either to tank or to trade for a guy like Valanciunas. <clears throat> yeah. And the Raptors, I think, would say yes to that. Yeah, yeah, I think For so one, too. Because the the year they had their best success was when they had Bismack Biyombo playing the minutes <gasps> that Valanciunas is currently playing. Yeah, and DeAndre Jordan is the rich man's Bismack Biyombo. Yeah, and I think having, I mean, Ibaka and Jordan can work together, and I mean, most of their possessions are going to go to to go to Lowry and DeRozan. So, yeah, I think I mean it's not the perfect fit, but I think it's good enough. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that that's about as good. Of a home that DeAndre can hope to get to. Yeah. Um, Anything else? Do you at least have any ideas for teams that may want to take him? I mean, I think we, I think we should talk about the Cavs thing because that's like the main thing that the main other rumor other than the Bucks is floating around. Yeah. Uh, the Cavs would obviously have to trade Tristan Thompson and one of their other shitty contracts. <laughs> I don't know. Injured Amon Shumpert. I'm not sure what they'd have to trade, but um, to make up for the. Out of salary cap purposes, to make up for the difference, they'd have to throw in someone making around seven million, and that's Fry, Corver, Crowder, yeah, those guys. I guess they'd have to do Fry. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they're trading Crowder yet because they have to hold out hope that he's better than he is because he's playing like seven million dollar player. Yeah, I mean technically that that contract works. Maybe they'll have to throw in their own pick or maybe the Brooklyn pick. I don't think that they'll... I don't know. The Brooklyn pick is increasing in value. Or decreasing in value every, yeah. every time the, the Nets try to win a game. At this point, it's probably going to fall somewhere between, like, 6 and 8, maybe. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't think that the Clippers say yes to Tristan Thompson making $20 million. No. I wouldn't. He's been terrible for, like, a year and a half. Yeah. It's... And there's several years left on his contract, right? Two or three? Three. So basically... After this year? Or no, two after this year. Okay. But, um, I mean, he's making 16 and a half, and so you're basically asking yourself, do you want to pay DeAndre around 30 million for the next three to five years, or would you rather pay Tristan Thompson 16 and a half for two years after this? I mean, I'd rather pay DeAndre. Tristan Thompson doesn't give you much. Yeah, but if, if I'm... If I'm the Clippers, I'm thinking, like, we're not going to do much in these next couple years anyway, so might as well just take him instead of strangling our cap for DeAndre. I get that, but I think taking Tristan Thompson is tanking. Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, akin to tanking. You're not going to win any games. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's hard trading DeAndre. Yeah, um, so... I don't know. 
I think some of those deals can work. I think the least likely one is the Wizards one because I don't think that they're trading Kelly Oubre. I think... But Gortat has been so bad that I release him from my fantasy team. <laughs> so they might. I and think, they've slipped. So. I think if they want to make a move to win now, then that's the deal that they have to make. I just... If they think... if, if John they, Wall and Beal are a lot like Blake Griffin in that they can't stay healthy. If they did their own self-assessment and thought that like this next, like I don't know, two to three year window was like the best it's going to get for a while, then I think they should make that trade. And I mean, that very well may be the, the case. But if you're the Clippers, is that enough? Like, that's got to be tanking, too. Kelly Oubre is a good player if he's the, your sixth or seventh guy. Yeah, On I mean, that team, I, he instantly vaults up to, like, your third best player. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, maybe he has that kind of potential, but just hasn't been able to open that up because of the depth in front of him in Washington. So, I mean, maybe, maybe he needs opportunity. I maybe, don't know. Maybe. And then Gortat's just, like, a decent stopgap center. So. Yeah, and Gortat could be, could be like Nene, and that like they just need to get the fuck out of Washington. They've just been there for too long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, anything else about? Or well, if you're the Clippers, what would be your case for re-signing him? I don't think that there is one. <laughs> Not at all. You think if if you think it would you think it's crazy for the Clippers to consider keeping him? I don't understand what possible goal you would have in that. You're not going to win paying him $35 million and paying Blake 35 You're You're spending $70 million of the $118 million cap on Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan without a third guy? No, yeah. that's not, that's not going to fucking work. One big who will only play like 55 games and another if big... If you're lucky, 55. Last year he played like 29. Yeah, and another big whose offensive repertoire is blank outside of catching dunks. Yeah, okay, so people used to clown on Dwight Howard a lot for trying things in the post. DeAndre doesn't even try them because the ball will literally just slip out of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> He's that bad in the post that he can't even try post moves. Kudos to him for knowing who he is, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's never been a story about uh, Hakeem Olajuwon or Patrick Ewing helping him out with his post moves because everyone knows he's hopeless. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, okay. so I don't know. I think that the Pistons could be like another candidate, even though they have Drummond. I just feel like they've lost five in a row. They thought maybe they had it. They were fourteen and six, and now they've lost five in a row. Maybe Drummond's not the answer. Uh, I don't know. If I'm the coach and GM, Stan Van Gundy, and I'm that ugly and stupid, I'd probably hang myself. But anyway, <laughs> aside from that re- rude joke that I just said, <laughs> um, at some point, you have to realize that this team that you have is shit. Like, and I think everyone was hoping that with Avery Bradley and with Tobias Harris playing better and with Andre Drummond playing better, that they had finally turned a corner. Then they lost five games in a row. Anytime a team loses five games in a row, that's a really terrible sign for your team. Enough to make a serious trade? Yeah, it's. I don't think that the trade is a gamble. Trading Drummond for DeAndre straight up is not a gamble. Like, DeAndre has had the same level of production for six straight seasons, essentially. You know exactly what you're getting with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it works straight up. Drummond for Jordan works. But... And I think it works for the Clippers, too. I mean, 
The Pistons would be really, really cap-strapped, though. I mean, they had to get rid of Caldwell Pope because they literally couldn't afford to pay him the max, like, even if they wanted to. The Lord gave that decision to Sam <laughs> And he <laughs> has been verified because Caldwell Pope is garbage. <laughs> yeah, there's that. I mean, they, they, I don't know. I just, I feel like that's too big of a change for me to make at this point. What if they get to eight games in a row lost and they're under 500? They I mean, go from 14 and 6 to 14 and 15. I mean, like, I feel like this is something that we should revisit next month because, like, I don't like to freak out about losing streaks. So, like, at this point, I would be, like, trying to stay calm and, like, think to yourself, okay, maybe we are this bad and we need to make a trade. Or maybe maybe the how good we were before then, the team that won, that was, like, 14 and 6 or whatever they were, maybe that's the real us and we just need to figure out a way to get back on track. I can see that. I want to look and see who are these teams that they've actually lost to. Um, let me see. I don't want to buy tickets. That's, that's <laughs> not what I want. I don't want to buy tickets. Let's see. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it up now. <laughs> okay. Um, let me see here. But they lost to the Warriors last night. Yeah, Warriors, Bucks, Spurs, Sixers, and Wizards. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of they, a hard schedule. They played schedule. like the, the hardest five games possible. Yeah, that's a hard schedule. Were they close games? Yeah, Warriors by four, Bucks by four, Spurs by three, Sixers by five, and Wizards by eight. Okay, 18. so it's a scheduled losing streak. Yeah. I mean... If it, they... If they the, when's their next game? Their next game is... is the Celtics. It's, Jesus Christ, Yeah, it's, to, it's today against the Celtics. Oh my god. When is their next game that they should win? <laughs> I mean, after that, it gets easier. Like, after that, they have a comforting stretch of Denver, Atlanta, Indiana, Orlando, Dallas, New York. It depends on which Denver they get. Is Jokic still injured? I I want to say yes. Okay, so if the losing streak gets to eight in that Denver game, then that Atlanta game becomes very important in my eyes. Yeah. If you lose your ninth straight to Atlanta, then it's your team that's fucked. It's yeah. not the schedule anymore. Yeah, that would be a problem. They need to bounce back. I think that they'll probably play Boston <clears throat> hard this afternoon. Boston's been faltering a, a yeah. wee bit, thanks to Mono Ginobili. <laughs> the Spurs. <laughs> Thanks to having to play that pesky Spurs team. Yeah, okay. But, um, let's see here. Before so, we get into the Bucks, another bean. Let's oh, let's bean it. Alright, let me see here. Here we go. Let's no, go the moldy cheese. The, yeah, Caramel so. corner moldy cheese. Oh, did you uh, already have that one? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. That was the last one I had. Tutti Fruity or Stinky Socks? Okay, that's a really colorful one? Yeah, it's that okay. one with the blue on it. Okay. <laughs> Get your bag ready. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. <laughs> is it? It took you like five minutes to tell. Because some of them, like, they initially have the taste, and then they change to the bad taste. So, like, I need to, like... Oh, you think it's, like, they're decoyed? <laughs> yeah. Give it a chew or two. <sighs> Juicy pear or booger. Ew. The off green one. You see any of them? No, there's not very many of these. It's like brown on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks super nasty. I think that's a good one. <laughs> it's pear, yeah. Okay, so we made it, it out. Way like pears, man. Okay, we made it out of that one. Does it? Is that <laughs> It's kind of a tart pear flavor. 
Yeah, okay, so... Which is weird, because pears have, like, the most mild flavor imaginable. They do. <laughs> but, um... Okay, so the last trade idea that we had was for the Bucks, because they're in this stretch where they're... I don't know if they're questioning themselves, but a lot of people are questioning what their identity is and whether or not a DeAndre Jordan trade would clear that up. And, um... I mean, before we get full-fledged into the into the Milwaukee conversation, the, the trade that I came up with for them was DeAndre for Jabari Parker and John Hansen. Uh, when is Jabari supposed to come back? February. So, <laughs> on the surface, I think that that's a good trade. For both teams? Yeah, but... Here's the big butt, the big booty of the of the deal. Okay, is that, <laughs> that would be the Clippers trading for another guy with an awful injury history. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And they'd have a lineup, a possible lineup, like an asterisk lineup of Patrick Beverly, who's expiring now, who's injured all the time, of Danilo Gallinari, who's injured all the time, of Teodosic, who's been injured all the time since he started in the league, he's coming back soon, of Griffin, who's injured all the time, of Jabari, who's injured all the time. <laughs> It's like literally their entire starting lineup is injured all the time. Yeah, I mean, at least they have an MO. (laughs) But he's the best possible player that they can get. Every time he actually plays, he looks really good. He's a terrible defender, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, not every guy is going to be a good defender, and I think that's one of the dumbest things in the NBA. CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard are not good defenders. Do they have very productive careers? Yes, obviously. Yeah. You don't need every single guy on your team to be the world's best defender. You just need him to not be Jaleel Okafor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I would say no if I was Milwaukee. Really? I I think that we you just need to give more time to Jabari. I, I, I think that it would be a really big risk to trade Jabari. Yeah, it, this is... Among, among the teams that we've discussed about potential trade options for, I think this is the highest risk and reward for Milwaukee because... Basically, the dilemma you have here is that do you, you can trade, you can trade for DeAndre, whose value you know, and you can, but you have to pay him like around thirty million next year, or you can keep Jabari, who you don't know what you, you don't you don't know if he's healthy, you, you, even when he comes back, you don't know for how long that's going to last, but you can still, but by the next time he's a free agent. It's a negotiable contract that you'll probably end up looking good in. Yeah. And there's some... Jabari's had knee injuries, right? Specifically, is it the same knee? Yeah, ACL tears. Two ACL tears. Okay, an ACL tear is not that big of a deal anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, it's not like he's like having microfracture surgery, or tearing his meniscus over and over again, or tearing his Achilles. Yeah, um, the first one happened in December of 2014, and the second one happened this February. Same knee? Yeah. So that's concerning because it's the same knee. But there's a history of guys in multiple sports coming back from ACL tires at this point. It's one of the easier injuries to come back from. Um, if I were the Bucks, I wouldn't make any decisions until the next four games are over. The next four games, they play the Pelicans, Bulls, Rockets, and Cavs. If they lose three out of those four, then I think you have to make a move. If you have any kind of aspirations of making it further in the playoffs. 
Do you think that move is trading DeAndre, or what do you have in mind for a move? No, I mean, I think that that is the move. They they have to trade Jabari because there's nothing else to do. They, they can't trade Chris Middleton. I think that... Okay, um... We can get into it a bit more later when we talk about him, but to me, if you had to make some sort of shakeup in Milwaukee, I'd fire Jason Kidd. I could, I yeah, I could definitely see that as the move. I, I, I was just thinking strictly from player player moves. Yeah, but Jason Kidd, I think, probably should be fired. Yeah, but before we get into that, I mean, I just before we get into that, we're gonna do another bean. <laughs> God damn it! Okay. This is a should Jason Kidd get fired bean. Let's see, what's that yeah, one? Peter Barf. Peter Barf. Which one is that? The uh, orangey one? This one? It's like the more opaque one. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay. I think. Yeah. Okay. Back at the ready. <laughs> oh, it was Barf. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. God, that's nasty. <laughs> okay, I got buttered popcorn or rotten egg. Did you already get rotten egg? Um, no, I got, uh, that one I got the good one, the popcorn Oh, okay, one. so this is like the second round in the Russian roulette chamber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Should I record this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you want, yeah, sure. I'm gonna record the video of this. <laughs> yeah, I played this game, I think last year, with my niece, who thought it was the most hilarious thing in the world. Right, right, yeah. It is funny. Here so. we are. This is either buttered popcorn. Rotten <laughs> Butter popcorn. Okay. <laughs> Alright, awesome. Okay, so we both made it out of this one too. Or no, I got it's barf. It's really buttery. Yeah, I got barf. Never mind. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so congrats to you about that. Yeah, I've only gotten one gross one. I Okay, so with the, with the DeAndre thing, what... Why do you think that that would be the move they'd have to make? Why specifically getting DeAndre? Or why do I think that they would have to make a move? DeAndre. Because his player moves go, he's the only he's the only guy out there, really. There's not a lot of want-away stars right now. Can you think of another? Like everyone's always talking about that Boogie's available. I don't think that Boogie's available. I think that the Pelicans no, are gonna, the new grit and grind. Yeah, they're going to keep him. <laughs> and that they're going to go at least 500 yeah. with Davis and Cousins. And yeah, they, they're keeping him. They are going to make it very aggravating for the Rockets or Warriors or somehow the Spurs. Whoever finishes first place or yeah. second place and has to play that team is going to have a fucking terrible first round series. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But, so, uh, I, don't, I mean, Hassan Whiteside might be available. I wouldn't want Hassan Whiteside. I definitely wouldn't want Hassan Whiteside. I'm just saying that he might be available. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just they already made a they already made a front or a backcourt change, so I don't see yeah. them making another one. That one made sense though, and it wasn't a huge move. They just had to get rid of Monroe, and I forgot yeah. who else, if anyone else was even I think included. It was just Monroe, maybe a pick. Yeah, but, but um, I mean, with DeAndre, there's only one plus that I see with getting DeAndre. Which What's is a pretty that? good plus because he's one of the le- he's one of the league's best rebounders, and Milwaukee is either worst or second worst in rebounds per game, so he would clearly fix that. 
Yeah. And it would also, and I mean, I could see maybe it being helpful for Eric Bledsoe to have another lob partner. Maybe Giannis and DeAndre can play like a big-to-big passing game. But that really clogs the lane, too. I was going to say, um, then you'd have two guys on the court who absolutely can't shoot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and especially if you're swapping Jabari for him, then that did greatly diminishes your versatility on offense. Because Jabari is a good shooter. And, like, especially, and not only that, because DeAndre Jordan is a free agent, if you want to keep him, you're locking yourself into two guys who need to play big minutes who can't shoot. Yeah. And say what you will about Giannis. It's not a problem that he can't shoot if he's the only guy on the team that can't shoot. Yeah. But it's way worse if you're pairing him with another. Yeah, to, to me, to me, that's what they need to, like, focus on is getting more shooters to surround Giannis and not DeAndre. Not less shooters. Not subtracting a shooter. And not necessarily a star either. I don't think they're at the stage where like they need to make a like a a star or bust kind of move. I think if they just draft another shooter or sign one or or trade for like a guy like I mean CJ Miles is not available but something like that. Like just any guy who can soak up like 20 minutes a game who can shoot like 37-38% from three. I think that would do wonders for them. I think the issue is that they're they need more than one of those guys. They need two or three of them. Oh yeah, yeah. They're and awful. they need someone to play center. Yeah, I think. Who's playing center right now? Is it Henson? Henson. So they're Henson's back to playing every day. Yeah, and he's just like league average mediocre. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He's... I don't know. I'm, through the course of this conversation, I'm becoming more and more on the side of just firing Jason Kidd. <laughs> but who's available is the point. Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. <laughs> Make a trade Jason Kidd to the Clippers for Doc Rivers. Fuck no. Jason Kidd is one of the few coaches who's been involved in a coaching trade. <laughs> There's one assistant coach. If you if you remember the debacle that they had about hiring their GM last year, there was one it there's one candidate who never really had a real chance at GM who because he uh it was an assistant coach who had no GM experience. But I'm thinking just fuck it, why not? And sign this coach. Do you know who I'm thinking of? No. Becky Hammond. <laughs> oh, no. Get out of town. They interviewed her last year for the GM job, and, like, if they... Did fu- they really? That's yeah, such they, a weird thing to do. They did, yeah. And so, if you're gonna fire Jason Kidd, replace her with Becky Hammond. You got some positive... You got some positive publicity. Okay. And I think she's a decent coach. So, I'm gonna say no to that for a number of reasons. For one, I I mean, I think Becky Hammond eventually deserves some kind of a chance. She's She's coaching right now, which is good. She's not working in the front office. There is a 100% negative history of people with no GM experience becoming the GM of a team. No, I'm talking about for the coach once they fire a kid. Oh. I feel like there's probably some other people ahead of her in the totem pole. Like for who? one, David Fisdell's available. That's true. That would, be really, that would be a really good <laughs> if they, signing. If they fired Jason Kidd and hired David Fizzle tomorrow, then that's, they're better. <laughs> that's actually the perfect hiring. <laughs> yeah, I was going to get to that, and then you went on this weird Becky Hammond tangent. I was like, John, shut the fuck up so I can say that they should hire David Fisdale. It makes actually sense. make a good basketball point for once. <laughs> and derail it by making a ridiculous hot take. <laughs> um, but... Okay, yeah, that would make sense. But I really uh, think that they should do that. I think it's probably on the table too. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, yeah, that, I mean that that would be really good for them. And but, they don't uh, have to increase the hair product beverage or the budget because <laughs> <laughs> it's also bald. There's that, yeah. But um, 
I mean, I don't know. That's as far as DeAndre goes. I, 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 I don't want to make that move. I don't think Milwaukee has. Milwaukee isn't close to figuring out their identity. No, to, to figure. And I mean, they're too young. They're they're very far away from having like a solidified rotation of like this is the group that we're gonna try to make a run with. So I I, I don't think it would be responsible of them to just plug in DeAndre and commit to him for the next three to five years. Yeah, I think that a lot of people are thinking that like maybe Eric Bledsoe accelerates their timeline, but it doesn't that much. Eric Bledsoe's like twenty seven years old. It's not like he's like thirty. Yeah, yeah. He's relatively young. Middleton is young. Brogdon is old for a young guy, but he's young still. <laughs> Giannis is obviously young. Maybe eventually he'll learn how to shoot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't do it either. I think the only one of the valid the the trade destinations that we picked actually makes sense is the Raptors. Yeah, I can see I that. Mean, the Wizards one makes sense, but the Wizards are like just inherently flawed. That team's never going anywhere because they only have four guys. Yeah, trading yeah. for DeAndre. Keeps that number at four. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't add a fifth guy. I guess the more Do they have a Morris twin still? Do they? Marcus is in Boston. I, they have Markeith, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they, they have five guys, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but it's only five now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Bucks. they've been 11-4 and four since the Eric Bledsoe trade. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think it's working out so far, pairing him. I think they're having some inconsistency issues. Like, I was looking oh, at their yeah. schedule, and they lost to the Jazz by 20, and then five days later, beat the Jazz by 17. <laughs> yeah, they're an incredibly inconsistent team. They have... Giannis and Bledsoe are not... I. It's a better pairing than what they had, but Bledsoe and Giannis is still not the best one, because they still, like... Because you can't put Giannis in the pick and roll because he can't shoot. Yeah, Giannis is still... I mean, they're, they're both... I mean, Bledsoe's an okay shooter. Neither of them are legitimately good three-point shooters. They yeah. both need the ball. So, like, it, it, it's not the perfect pairing, but they're still plus 14 as a combo. Can I get negative on Giannis really quick? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, you had a whole we had a whole segment about talking about an assessment of Giannis, too, so I guess we can get into that now. I just... If, if I was picking an under-25 player to build my team around, I wouldn't pick him. Just because of that, there's, he's like tall Russell Westbrook, at this point in his career, he's like super tall Russell Westbrook, which is great. It looks really pretty. It fills up the stat sheet, but he doesn't make other dudes better. I he, he can't shoot is the problem. I just I just it hurts me that he can't shoot. If he could shoot, then he would probably be the best player in the league already. That it just limits him so much. That's a very big jump that I'm not willing to make. <laughs> I feel like there has to Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yes. He's not sabotaging the team's future. <laughs> I don't think that he's intentionally sabotaging the team's future. I just think that I don't think he is at all. No, no, I don't I don't think so either, and that's not what I'm trying to say. Like you said, they're eleven and four since they got Bledsoe, so they're better. I just think that there is a cap right now. Until he learns how to shoot, they can only be so good. I think the cap is due to the rest of the roster and Jason Kidd. I think that Giannis, I think if you just leave Giannis as he is and put him somewhere else, he does, I mean, he, he'll stay the same, but that team will do a, a lot better. So I think that one of the things you said earlier is going to ring especially true is that they need to wait and see how good Jabari is because Jabari is the perfect, like, bash brother for Giannis if he's actually good. Yeah, I mean, that was a point that I don't know where I had it written down, but, like, that, that would be another reason why... I wouldn't want to trade for DeAndre because what if the next piece is Jabari? Yeah, or you Thon just Makur give him away, or... and he's all of a sudden like 
an all-star from the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. And Janis spends his entire career like, oh, I wish I had a second guy as good as that guy who was on my team and we traded for nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's why... Because Jabari can't play defense, but that's fine. Giannis plays all the defense. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And I mean, Giannis, I don't... He's not at all the perfect player. Like you said, he's a horrible shooter. But I I don't see a scenario where a team does not succeed and you point as Giannis as the problem. No, I don't think so either. That's why, okay, so calling him the tall Westbrook is a little unfair. Because everyone <laughs> accurately points out that Westbrook keeps his teams from succeeding. Yeah. With his antics. Which is yeah. so fun that the narrative's finally turning to that. Finally, <laughs> thank you ESPN Stats and Info, or NBA Stats and Info, who keeps tweeting things and making people extremely upset. Yeah. Like, I feel like we even knew that last year, but we were like, let's just give it to him. Let's just yeah, give just him. Let's let him have the one. Yeah, okay, he, yeah. He got the one, Russell. It's I think, over now. <laughs> I think that was the mood of last year. Let's just let Russell have his. And that account, is it ESPN Stats and Info or NBA Stats? ESPN. Okay, it's doing the Trump thing right now. And I think that's what's pissing people off so much. It's like, ignore all this Supporting context. pedophiles. <laughs> yeah. It ignores all of the context of the game and just talks about the one thing that makes the guy sound good. You know? Yeah. He tri- got another triple-double. He shot 21% in that game. <laughs> yeah, Trent, Trent sent us a shot of this Rockets account called Red94 that, a... that flipped out because... Of, of the ESPN tweet about his triple-double when he shot 7 for 29. And Red94, I forget the guy's name, but he's a he's a Houston-area lawyer. And it's an analytics blog. It's one of the best... It was one of the best True Hoop blogs, and now it's just separate. Yeah. But he's like... He's not a... I wouldn't call him a mild-mannered guy. He does <laughs> keep his off a lot. But, like, for real, like, how... You're tweeting out that he has another triple-double, and he's fourth all-time in triple-doubles. He shot 21%. They beat the Grizzlies... By one in overtime after losing to the Nets in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a little bit of context. Okay, so back to Giannis. He's, he's not doing that. He's averaging, like, and, and this is another thing that, like, I don't, I, I mean, I clearly understand why people want him to be a good shooter. But yeah. as an, this is one thing that makes me think that it's not that big of a deal, even if this is the way that he'll always be. He's... Only 23 years old, so he still has time to improve. Yeah. He's shooting 50% on twos. Um, 47% of his shots come at the rim. Um, he's shooting 76% in the paint, 66 from the elbow. And he's averaging almost 30 points a game. Okay. Everybody knows his flaws as far as scoring goes, and he still scores. 30 so, points a game. I think that... The key point there is that that's misleading. Why? And that it'll be more misleading in the playoffs. It's because teams are going to do what teams used to do to Dwight Howard on the Magic game. They're going to let him score 45 points. Because they're going to keep everyone else on his team from scoring at all. They're going to yeah. let him eat. He's, he could average 45 points in the playoff series, and his team's going to lose in five games. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that that indicates a problem with Giannis. It's the rest of the roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he could shoot, then that problem would be less exploitable, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I agree the with... The way he has to get his points is a way that takes away from everyone else. I agree with that, but like, if he even does get better as a shooter, if the team itself doesn't progress, like yeah. outside of him, it just goes from losing in five to like 
losing in five in the next round. Yeah, so... I'm going to make a dumb comparison. Here. Okay. <laughs> if you're going to have one guy who's really good on your team, I would rather it be a guy... This is stupid. <laughs> Just bear with me. Okay. A guy like Devin Booker, okay? If, if you're only going to have one guy who's good, a guy who can shoot the other team out of the building in a five-minute stretch. Because Janice has to work way harder for each pair of points. If Booker gets hot, he can make nine threes in a quarter. And all of a sudden, you're up by 20 points. And everyone else can have easy baskets because he's shooting threes. Giannis takes himself out of the play when he drives. And there's no center on his team. John Henson's the starting center on his team. John Henson's yeah. not getting the ball and putting it back for an easy bucket. <clears throat> yeah. If he can learn how to shoot, then he's, like, unstoppable. But yeah. Like, I feel like it's, it's just weird that, like, it's weird that we're asking him to be unstoppable. Yeah, but... no, I mean, it's not his fault that they've had... It's not even like they've drafted poorly. Like, they got Brogdon. Jamari I mean, they, I mean, they kind of have. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, Don McCare is not the world's... He's not setting the world on fire. Wasn't he a first-round pick? I'm still holding out for Thon, but yeah. It is, it, it, but, uh, <laughs> Who are yeah. the guys picked ahead of, or behind him? He was drafted 10th. Oh, okay, that's a bad pick. <laughs> he was, uh, let me see here. Uh, I'm pulling up their draft history now. Um, yeah, he was drafted 10th. They, um, let's see, was it that same year they got Brogdon... They got McCaw, but then they traded him to Golden State. Yeah. Uh, Rashad Vaughn, who sucks. Norman Powell, who's doing well in Toronto. Yeah, they got rid of him. <laughs> Jabari. Damian Inglis, who's not that good. Johnny O'Brien, who I think is out of the league. Lamar Patterson, I think he's out of the league. Okay. And then good. Giannis. Yeah, that's pretty bad draft history. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, They should trade Jason Kidd for a player. <laughs> <laughs> but no one wants Jason Kidd, so. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think that their best move, and I think you agree, is firing Jason Kidd and hiring David Fisdale. Yes. Okay. Let's get to. Let, okay. Let's get to Kidd then, because let's briefly get to Kidd. He's a lot. I think he needs. I think there should be more attention on how bad he is. I, he. I don't even pay that much attention to how bad. Exactly. He is. <laughs> I had. I, I. I. I didn't know. I knew that there was something off about him, and then I read up on it to oh, prepare he, for this. He did something dumb the other day. They were up by four, and he intentionally fouled. Yeah, just like things like that. Just like he's trying to be, he's he's trying to sound like a creative genius when he's really not. And like his, from what I've read, what 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 Bucks fans are really upset about is that he's become very predictable on defense. Like they were kind, I think they were among the first teams to do this whole trapping thing. Ha, have a bunch of guys who are like between six seven and six ten and switch everything and. I mean, as far I mean, other teams are doing it better now, and they've kind of gotten figured out as far as that goes. Yeah, I mean, it's and that that's not a novel strategy. It's literally called high school basketball. Like I go to high school basketball games <laughs> all the time. That's the defense that high school basketball teams run. Yeah, they trap and switch. <laughs> and I mean, we, we've already mentioned a bunch of times how the rest of the roster is not that great, but I feel like some of that has to be chalked up to coaching because. Their their bench scoring is last in the league. Ugh. They have an awful bench. Yeah, they, they're worse at bench scoring than the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, and the Wizards. <laughs> they they're last in in points in points per game from their bench. I mean, and I think obviously that they need an upgrade in talent, but I think it also says something whenever like it, it's clearly obvious whenever even the fans are calling out your lack of coaching creativity. I've heard I've read that like during slumps, he'll just change one starter and hope that that figures it out or that he'll just like 
say the team's not trying hard enough on defense. Yeah, that's like the... Yeah, it sounds like he needs to be fired. Yeah, but and, and at the same time, though, like, I feel like Milwaukee is, like, seriously invested in him because, like, that was the first really big move that this new ownership group did. Like, they, they traded for him. They traded away two second rounders to get him after one year in Brooklyn. A one bad year in Brooklyn, too. Yeah. It wasn't even good. They went 44 and 38. He was heavily criticized the entire year. And there's and he got a, a timeout in a game by spilling his soda. <laughs> Classic. Classic soda spilling move. Yeah. Um, I think, of, uh, I mean, they don't have shooters around Giannis. I um, think it has to be especially bad situation for Jason Kidd personally. Because if he gets fired, he's not getting hired again. No. Both I, because of basketball and because... Of the Me Too movement, um, because he's a domestic oh, yeah. abuser. Yeah, like, his history with that. That, like, hasn't really come up in the past when he's been interviewing for jobs, but yeah. things are a little different now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really glad he didn't go to the Spurs after all, whenever yeah. he was good. <laughs> but, yeah. um, I mean, another critique that they had of him was that um, they want, Bucks fans want to see at least what would happen whenever Bledsoe and Giannis are staggered more, and he hasn't done that. Yeah, and it's like, that's the thing that separates good coaches from terrible coaches. It's it's the reason why the Rockets have been good, the, the, so good this year. It's the reason why the Raptors have made the Eastern Conference Finals three years in a row or whatever, or almost made the Eastern Conference three years in a row. Because they stagger their main guys. Like, the Spurs have been doing it forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Popovich it, literally made the decision to not start Ginobili. He was the pioneer <laughs> of, not sta- of staggering guys. Yeah, I mean it, it's got to be one way or the other. You either got to you either got to say that coach is that kid is a problem and you fire him, or that your depth is a problem and you get better shooters, or yeah. or both. DeAndre, but... I don't think is the answer, but I do think he's going to get traded to the Bucks. I do think that they're going to finish fifth or sixth, and I do think that they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. That would make me. Re- <laughs> I mean, the rest of that I expect, but it would be really sad if they got DeAndre. I do not want DeAndre on this team. And I think that the Clippers will get Jabari Parker, and he will have a fruitful NBA career. It'll finally end the Clippers' curse. No, I'm just kidding. If he goes to the Clippers, he's never playing another NBA game. <laughs> <laughs> if he goes to any other team, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, but um, you had a point about Middleton. What did you want to say about him? Um, Just, oh, we, we talked about this waiting in line at Long John Silver's. <laughs> that we, we didn't get. In line, and then the lights <laughs> flickered at the Long John Silver's, and then they told us the credit card machines didn't work. And even though we were their only customers and it was near closing, they didn't just give us the food. Yeah. So we went to Burger King, and I had to eat a fish sandwich from Burger King because I stopped eating all meat other than fish three weeks ago. Remember I told you guys on the pot, it's going well. <laughs> um, we were talking about how good Chris Milton is, and John said that he's like the peak 3 and D guy. Like he's not good enough to break out of the 3 and D category, but he's about as good of a 3 and D guy that you can get, which means that the Bucks either need Bledsoe to be really good, or they need Jabari Parker to be really good, or they have to get another guy to be the second best player on that team. Yeah, I mean if they if they if they either either if Jabari works out or if they get another guy, then like then you have a lineup of of Bledsoe, Middleton, Giannis, Jabari, and whoever your center is, and that's that, that can be a pretty potent offense. Yeah, that could be a good offense. There, that team's going to get torched on defense, but eh, I maybe, mean, maybe I don't know. It depends the, on who the center is, I guess. Yeah. If you get just like a a run of the mill defensive center, then you'll probably be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Milton, he's averaging twenty to go with five and four, forty eight percent overall, and thirty eight from three. 
That's good. The majority of his shots come from three and mid-range, which is why I say that he's, like, at the very top of the 3 and D list, but not exactly a star. I, I don't think he's ever going to be good enough to where you can say, like, he can be, like, the third guy on a contending team. I think he's, I think he has, I think he'll be the fourth guy. Yeah, he could be the rich man's Trevor reason. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, just, and like we said, I mean, he, he, um... He's not going to be the best. He's not going to be one of your best players. Maybe that's Jabari. Maybe it's Thon. I'm really hoping that's one of those guys because I don't think a move is the right answer. But I mean, Middleton, I, you can't really complain with what he's given you. He has a net rating of of plus seventeen. Yeah, but what you can complain about is this last bean challenge we're about to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up with one more bean. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got one more segment after this, but let's do. Let's do let's do beans. I see this is the black one. Uh, the corn and cheese. All right, I got that one. Let me see. What's this? I already got that one. Uh, the coconut one. That's the light one. Is this one? Yeah, the white. No, the white one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that one. So it could be spoiled milk. Trust me, the spoiled milk is disgusting. Okay. <laughs> it's the only gross one I've had though, so it might not be worse. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Um, no, I already got those. What is that? Okay, I got lime or lawn clippings. We haven't had this one yet. There's right, a bunch cool. of these in here. Yeah. Looks like you got the lime. Unless you really like eating grass. <laughs> I think that's grass. That's <laughs> the lawn clippings one just tastes weird. It's not bad, though. Yeah. Okay, um... <clears throat> I tried to get together some material to do one more segment, so hopefully this goes well. Oh, yeah? Um, let's see here. My girlfriend's going to yell at me for being late to going to the store. No, this will only take a couple minutes. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to say a quote, and you tell and you guess who the player is. Okay. There are a couple easy ones and one kind of hard one. Okay. Okay, the first one should be a softball answer. I think I sent it to you earlier this week. The quote was, shit, that motherfucker was wide open. He better shoot that motherfucker. If you ain't shoot that shit, I might have slapped them worms right off your motherfucking head. <laughs> okay, so it's it's someone on the Lakers talking about Brandon Ingram. <laughs> yeah. Brandon Ingram made a game winner against Philly, and this guy qu- was quoted as saying this about Ingram taking I the shot. I can't remember who the guy is. It's not Kuzma, right? No. Fuck, man. I can't remember who the guy is. That's the fucking funniest thing. I might have slapped them worms right off your motherfucking. That's another guy on the Lakers. Yeah. Is it Nance? No. Oh no, it's Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> I couldn't remember all the guys on that team. Okay, this one is a very short one. Uh huh. He said, "In my hood, bullies get bullied." <laughs> oh, Zebu, uh, Zach Randolph said that to Marcus Cousins. Yeah, during a game in which he had thirty-five points and beat the and beat the uh, the Pelicans. Zebu had thirty-five points. Yeah, for the Kings. Yeah, <laughs> he really hates Boogie. That was the only time I've ever seen Boogie back down from a scuffle. <laughs> he said it in his face. He was like looking. They were both like with their hands down on their knees in the middle of like a in the yeah. middle of like a free throw and he like said in his face in my hood bullies get bullied and cousins did nothing about it <laughs> yeah that kind of scary <laughs> yeah he really is you should read if you don't know already you should read that story about his marijuana possession charge over the summer that's a fucking scary story <laughs> i do not i do not want to go against Zach randolph and his crew <laughs> okay this last one it's pretty long um 
It's a little boring at the beginning, but it gets better at the end. All right, let's do it. Uh, guys have taken guys have taken more ownership of their mistakes, and it's starting to look more like us. Obviously, now we've got to put together some games, more wins, and guys need to get used to having a little more confidence with the ball in their hands. Oh, it's Marcus Gasol. Yeah, <laughs> and getting used to playing together. Overall, we won, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I can just tell how Marcus Gasol talks. Yeah, it was Marcus Gasol after they broke their 11-game losing streak against the Wolves. And he had some negative comments to say when they lost last night, though, or, or the next game when they lost. I can't remember. I didn't see that. But... Yeah, he said some negative shit about how they weren't trying very hard. They didn't have any sense of urgency. Yeah, this guy's going to get traded at some point. So. <laughs> Everyone hates him on the team now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that just about does it for us. This has been Barbacoa Big Red Basketball. We'll catch y'all next week. Hopefully not doing another Bean Boozle Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm John. You got Will. Chug it. Thanks for listening.